This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thursday, 26th of January, 2023. In this evening's show, we are joined by Glenn from the Total Saints podcast. He'll be helping us preview the Saturday's FA Cup Round 4 clash at St. Mary's. We'll also be catching up on latest news and signings from Bloomfield Road since the last pod. And I'm John Ospreal, and this is the Seasiders podcast match preview show. Southampton versus Blackpool in Round 4 of the FA Cup. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to T Sam's podcast on a Thursday night. FA Cup special Southampton of the Premier League versus Blackpool of the Championship. Welcome to Glenn from the Total Saints pod. And uh, as I put on our tweet, we are both bottom feeding in our respective divisions. <laughs> Welcome to the pod and thanks for coming on. No, no worries, mate. Thanks very much for uh, for, for having us on. I think we've, we've uh, got, yeah, got a look. Got a certain amount in common this season. Uh, it's uh, nice to be introduced as a Premier League club. Um, hopefully, we can uh, uh, still be that in a few months. A nice morale-boosting win against a smaller, uh, smaller side and a lower division side. So I'm just getting the reverse psychology in uh, early. Um, well, we've we played a we played a couple of League One sides actually in the in the um, Carabao Cup and. Uh, that didn't give us the big boost that we hoped it would. Uh, we, we won the games, but it didn't really uh, translate to any great uh, pickup in our league form. So, uh, so no, you can you can keep your reverse psychology. Uh, <laughs> we've got we've got our own problems. <laughs> uh, Tim, we we were knocked out by Barrow, I believe, in the Carabao Cup first round on penalties. So we've been giant killed already ourselves, yeah. haven't we? We, we've got, we've got, um, uh, yeah. I've, to be honest, I've forgotten about that. But we have got um, uh, uh, a, a fairly uh, extensive history of um, losing to really poor. Well, not really poor. That's, that's a bit condescending. Uh, lower league sides and, lo- and never mind lower league sides, lower lower non league sides in the FA Cup. So um, um, uh, this, uh, over and above our illustrious 1953 performance, we've. Uh, we've uh, we've never well we had forty eight fifty one and fifty three and I don't think we've got past the fifth round since and in my extensive and lengthy time supporting Blackpool I've I think I've seen us in the fifth round twice in forty five forty five years and I bet 
Pete's not far behind me with his. He's, he's probably got another ten years on me. And I bet we haven't been beyond the fifth round during that time either, have we? Pete, you need to unmute first. <laughs> private Con- chat, everybody. Everybody can see the private chat message. Put unmute. Clearly not Constant paying attention. No, Tim. No, Tim. I haven't seen any. In fact, it's a bit of a graveyard. The FA Cup since '53, isn't it? Yeah, and we we went out to Hartlepool last year, was it in the third yeah. round? That was a dreadful game. It was. Do you know? Ever since we got back up to the the first two top divisions, I always remember thinking in two thousand and seven, wasn't it? I always remember rubbing my hands together, going, "Yes, we're, we're straight into the third round every year yeah. now. We're, ba- we're bound to go on a run. We're bound to at least get in the quarterfinals once." Oh no. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, so Glenn, you think Blackpool, you know, everyone, pundits and TV companies are like, they always mention the 53 FA Cup final, the Matthews yeah. final, pretty famous. So everyone think we thinks we've got quite a, a rich pedigree in the FA Cup, but we're actually a bag of shite. <laughs> yeah, Saints, Saints have actually not not been too bad. We've, we've had a couple of decent runs. Um, we yeah, relatively recently... Um, we got to a semi-final during the the COVID year. We we, we played Leicester. Well, I say we played. We we turned up. They played. Uh, we didn't do anything and lost one nil in front of about twelve people at um, at Wembley. And uh, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was it, it was not great. But we've done we've done relatively okay in cup competitions recently. Um, and obviously this, this game on Saturday is sandwiched in between the uh, Carabao Cup semi-finals where we're, we're playing um, Saudi Arabia United and uh, <laughs> trying uh, um, and we lost one nil yesterday. So we're, uh, Oh, when was it? Tuesday lost one nil on Tuesday. So we're, we'll be trying to trying to get that back next Tuesday. So I think that game's going to actually be quite significant, uh, well, fing- fingers we, crossed, we, all we, eyes we, are on. Yeah, fingers crossed, yeah, all eyes teams, are on that. Yeah, yeah. What well, team we What team we pick tomorrow? Be on the Saturday will be interesting. Well, uh, you, you'll be you'll be glad to know, Glenn, that um, that Blackpool have pedigree for winning the FA Cup in uh, coronation years. So, um, oh yeah. That, so that's that's <laughs> if there's ever an omen, <laughs> that's even that's more it. of a reach than that Spurs when the year ends in one. Isn't it? it is, yeah. <laughs> You actually, you actually beat us in the you know the year you won in seventy six. Yes. Yeah, you beat us on route actually. Yes, um, a bit before my time, but I don't know if Pete remembers anything about that. No, I'm you, too. I'm too bloody. No, I don't. It's seventy six. Seventy six. I, I, I think we lost yeah, two nil. I think. I remember the only FA Cup game that really stands in my memory is when we played Arsenal back in the. When George Wood was in goal, and I think we we had two replays. Right. Anyway, home, let's get let's back on let's get back oh, on track. Sorry. No, We're no, not no, reminiscing no. about uh, Blackpool v Arsenal no. for the uh, Southampton the FA Cup. So, Glenn, yeah. yes, Total Saints podcast. So, tell us how you got involved in that. How long you've supported the Saints for, and why you're a Southampton supporter? Um, born in the city quite simply um and my my dad was a fan it um still is so i started going with my dad in uh, the first game i ever went to was funnily enough at fratton park um to watch uh pompey play saints and we won that game one nil and then a couple of weeks couple of weeks later we we just 
won the semi-final to get to the FA Cup final. So I was like seven years old and we won the FA Cup. So I thought, you know, this football support in Lark's easy <laughs> yeah. and we're going to win it. We're going to win a trophy every year, you know, still waiting. <laughs> so um, well, what a great first game though. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we, so we won at Fratton Park. Uh, I didn't go to the, didn't go to the final, couldn't get a ticket in 76, but I went to the, what was the, now the community shield was the charity shield back then and we lost to a Liverpool team that contained Keegan and Toshak and, and all that lot. So it was, uh, wow. yeah, it was a good introduction and it, it wasn't until my third game that I, I saw us play at the Dell. So, um, yeah, so I've, I've been, I've had a season ticket since the, since the sort of early eighties really, but, uh, but I've been, I've been going pretty regularly since the late seventies. Excellent. It's a, uh... Sounds like a better game than my first ever game, which was a a nil nil home ball draw against Gillingham in the fourth division. <laughs> it's a known stat actually that every Blackpool fan's first ever game was a nil nil draw because mine was. Yours wasn't. No, no, no. no mine was the three four Chelsea game, wasn't it? All oh, right. Oh gosh, yeah. Anyway, Glenn. So um, tell us a little bit about the uh, the Total Saints podcast and how you got involved in that. Um, what my sort of foray into the world of um social media if you like i i am um, i was working in ireland and i needed something to do to stop myself just spending all evening in the pub so i started writing blogs of every game you know basically match reports and taking the piss and uh writing them in, in my own style and i did that for a number of years and then the total saints podcast started and i wasn't involved um in in it initially and then you know someone left and i got i got asked to do it basically on the strength of the the blogs that i wrote and um and i've i've been i've been a regular on there now for i, I do you know what i don't know i would guess about three years now two and, and a half three sounds years, a bit like so. uh we've got a mitch. yeah but it's mitch he writes a blog called mitch cooks last thought he's called matt in fact he's not on tonight but um we all yeah. refer to him as mitch and that's how he uh that's how he got his invite into this fold and uh, he writes yeah. very good sweary blogs, doesn't he? That's too? exactly the same as me. So mine, <laughs> mine's I do I do a plug. So mine's called League One minus ten, and I started it as the name suggests when we got um, we got relegated down to League One, and um, we ended up with the uh, starting with minus ten because uh, financial irregularities or no, not financial irregularities. We just went bankrupt basically. So uh, I kind of thought, well, the only way is up now. So, um, so we started off League One minus ten points, and um, yeah, and here we are, and we and we haven't had a relegation yet since I've been uh, since I've been writing about it. So, uh, <laughs> again, something else that uh, might be rectified in the next few months. Well, record, records there to be broken, <laughs> so they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Nathan Jones, uh, a manager we all know quite well from the Championship. Did very well at Luton on a a stretched budget, a bit like Blackpool. So obviously Southampton have taken note of his uh, good work down in the championship. How's he been getting on for Southampton? Obviously league position aside and how well um, is he regarded amongst the fan base? It's, it's interesting because we had, we recently had a week where we actually won three games in a row. Um, we beat Crystal Palace in the FA Cup, beat Manchester City in the, um, in the Carabao Cup and then won at Everton. Uh, and I know everyone wins at Everton at the moment. Um, up until that point, I think most people would have driven him back to Luton 
quite happily straight away because we we had a particularly dismal game against Nottingham Forest where we we basically smashed the ball up in the floodlights for 95 minutes and uh, wondered why it didn't work. So uh, it, it wasn't the best football. Um, we've started to play a bit fo- a bit of football now. Um, Jones seems to have some some weird and wacky ideas about things, and his his press conferences are always um, interesting. There always seems to be an own goal in there somewhere in uh, in the things that he says. But I, I feel that we are we are getting slightly better. But one thing that isn't Nathan Jones's fault is the fact that we have no striker who can stick a ball in the net at um, at Premier League level. And it wouldn't matter if we had Pep Guardiola in charge; that would um, that would still be the case. So, um, and we've all known this since the um, since the start of the season, since the summer transfer window, and and here we are, three days or four days from the end of this transfer window, and we still haven't got anyone. So, um, if we don't get anyone, I think Nathan Jones has um, certainly got his hands full trying to keep us up. So, just focusing on Saturday now. I mean, we're both in in a relegation battle in our respective divisions. Um, Obviously, we've got a new manager and we're going to have to see how he approaches Saturday. But how do you think Saints are going to approach it? Do you think they're going to go full strength side or do you think they're going to play uh, a blended side or basically put out second team and keep the the main players back for what might be perceived to be a more important job of trying to keep, keep yourself in the division? We haven't got enough senior players to sort of change all 11 and for it not to be a team of kids, if that makes sense. So I think it'll be, it'll be mix and match. Um, Ward Prowse will play because he, he plays every game. He's an absolute machine, but I think there, there may be a couple of, uh, you know, a few fringe players in there. The likes of Joe Rebo have not been getting a game recently. Um, uh, Willie Caballero possibly will play in goal. And there may be one or two youngsters in there because, you know, we always bang on about having a pathway through to the first team um, for the for the youngsters. And um, we haven't really demonstrated that this season uh, so far. So apart from the youngsters that we've signed from other clubs. So uh, there's there's been a, it's been an issue with um with a lad called uh, Jimmy J Morgan this week has refused to sign a professional contract because he, you know, he, he wants to play football. So this would be an ideal, um, an ideal game for him to play in. But whether Nathan Jones feels like he can risk it with the, um, with the results that we've been getting since he's been there, then um, I don't know. So uh, I don't think it'll be a full strength side. I think we will save some players back for Newcastle, but uh don't be scared to play the kids. Watford did, and they destroyed us. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you you hammered someone in the last round. Yeah, no, no, this is uh, Watford was in the league, but they oh, were basically had seventeen players out, so they had to play the kids, and we still got beat. So, <laughs> oh. uh. <laughs> so um, if you, Glenn, if you go to play an understrength side, yeah, how do you feel about that as being a, a Southampton fan that the FA Cup's kind of downgraded um, with the the way football modern football is going, particularly in the yes. Premier League. You it, see, you see a lot of Premier League side fielding reserve side academy players, second string sides. So it's yeah, it's a it's a strange thing, isn't it? When the FA Cup traditionally was pretty much the big prize to win. Um, yes, it was, we and, it, and it and it certainly was. I mean, you know, I've been. You know, I've, give, I've given me age, age away already, so I'm sort of 54, and I, I can see, you know, I've seen over over time the the importance of it sort of fade away. I think 
if if we were already out of the Carabao Cup, then we would certainly be more or less full strength for this game. But, uh, but as we got the game on Tuesday, sort of just three days afterwards, I do think we'll rest a few. Um, to be honest, and without being patronising, we should be able to rest one or two and win a home game against Blackpool. But... Um, yeah, it's, where, it's whether Jones wants to uh, wants to risk that, and um, I think he'll be having uh, a few sleepless nights wondering what to uh, what to put out there. But yeah, it, it does disappoint me a little bit that you can't you can't go at every single game. But uh, but I think you know if you if you go back sort of twenty thirty years back to when the FA Cup was really important, I think the the game has certainly got a lot quicker. It seems to be a lot harder on the players these days, and you can't play. You know, you there's a very few players who can play sort of 50 games a season without having any sort of without having any sort of break. So uh, it doesn't surprise me, but it is a bit disappointing on one hand. So uh, you obviously you've spoken about Nathan Jones coming in, and um, uh, he's he's sort of generally known for playing a quite pragmatic style. Yeah. Uh, how, how how are you likely to set up, and 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 is that a change? Has he changed the way that you you do during this? tenure he has he he favors three at the back basically um and there's not a lot of subtlety in the way that we play um we like i said we had the one game against Nottingham forest where we just launched the ball long constantly and and that was horrific we do play a bit of football um depending on what side we pick we can play the ball through midfield our problems all come in the at the top end of the pitch. And, and as I say, I, I, I don't think Jones can, uh, can sort that out without new players. However, he does, he does seem to overthink things at times. Um, we play sort of a back, a back three with wing backs when we haven't got the ball. And, and when we have got the ball, he tries to switch it to a, to a four at the back. And so there's always one winger who's playing as a winger, but he's also being asked to play as a wing back as well. So, and you can tell with some of them, some of the players haven't quite mastered where they should be on the pitch. And you quite often see Jones jumping up and down like an angry child because, um, because someone is not doing what he obviously wants them to do. And uh, I get the impression straight away that whatever wingers on his side of the pitch probably doesn't want to be there. They probably want to be over the other side. So he can't, uh, he can't go nuts at them. So I, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the best style of football, but this season, he just he just has to get results. It's all about results, um, you know, in the in the league anyway. And uh, and so far in the league, he hasn't got any five defeats out of six. So so Saturday is a bit of a you know it's it's a bit of a break from the um, from the pressures of the league. But uh, but I don't expect we'll be um, we'll be playing a lot of football. And as your centre halves, we'll be heading the ball quite a lot. <laughs> Are you, are you expecting to have a crowd? Are you expecting a, it's obviously quite cheap to go. Um, yeah, usually for these these sort of games, we get about twenty five thousand. Mm. Do we so get half of that? Do we get fifty yeah. percent? No, get in. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, they, they they got criticized. We got criticized as a club a few years ago because the prices were never, you know, were never realistic for, you know, it's an extra game that people have got to pay for. And when you're playing a team from the Championship or League One, they they always got the pricing wrong, but they're getting it they're getting it right now. Mm. And um, I can't well, remember fifteen quid, fifteen pound. I paid. 
Yeah, I think it's 15. Mm. I think mine was 15 quid and my son's ticket, he's 18, was a fiver. So. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, it, it's certainly a good game for, you know, someone to bring the kids along sort of thing. And um, mind you, it could probably be classed as child abuse with the way we've been playing this season. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. I, was, I thought it was going to be about ten or 15,000 there, so... No, I, I think five there's quite well. It depends how many you guys bring down as well. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think we've sold. We had sold about eleven. Was it eleven? Oh, this was yesterday or the day before. About eleven hundred tickets. But I think it's yeah. paying. So that's that that's suggests that really? there's going to yeah. Yeah. yeah, but some of us yeah. get out of our armchairs, John, and get I'm, themselves down. Saturday there. morning, I'm, coach Tim. I keep telling you, I'm inspiring the next generation at Cotton Hall. Yeah, I might be being a bit optimistic with twenty five, but there'll, there'll, there'll certainly be more than twenty. I think I think we might have fifteen hundred there. Yeah. I thought, yeah, which I think be a great turnout. It's a bit of a banana skin for uh, for Jones, though, isn't it? Because, like you say, he's had that bad run, and now he's got Blackpool. He's probably not fancying. He probably thinks they're going to win, but it's you know it's not a given. And then you've got the no, Carabao Cup next week again, and if you lose that. I think he's just... You know, a, it's going to put the yeah. pressure right. So he needs to win tomorrow, really. Yeah, I, th- I think he does. I, he, he's just about... He's just about keeping his head above water with the majority of Saints fans at the moment. But if we do get beat by Blackpool, it, it will be used as a stick to hit him with. Um, but, but, you know, that's how, that's how football goes, isn't it? I mean, if, if you offered us now, lose to Blackpool, turn around the game against Newcastle and get to the final people would take that well uh, we'll um, shake on that as well glenn okay we'll, we'll yeah give you, we'll give you that yeah. deal absolutely yeah yeah if you could have a word with um <laughs> with eddie howe that'd be nice <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah back to the game uh the subject of danger men we may have touched on so are the, are, the, are the players you kind of expect <laughs> to, that you expect may start who, who do we need to look out for uh war prowse well, Warprouse will almost certainly play because he very, very rarely misses a game regardless of whoever we're playing against. All those games against League One teams in the Carabao Cup, he played in all of those. So I, he will almost certainly play. 
he's our biggest goal threat. If you give us a free kick around the edge of the box, his, his accuracy is ridiculous. So, so that's a problem. Um, you know, we do have we do have strikers in Che Adams and Adam Armstrong who have, you know, championship is their level in terms of actually sticking the ball in the net. So they could be a threat in this game. Um, you know, some, I'm I'm hoping we play at least one of the youngsters. We've got two lads in the um, in the B team who um, who score goals for fun at that level. Um, Jimmy, Joe Morgan and Dominic Ballard. So either of those um, might start. And um, and we signed Joe Rebo from uh, Rangers, and he hasn't been playing in the um, in the league games. He didn't play in the Carabao Cup games, so he's a kind of attacking midfielder. Uh, we're still trying to find his best role. I think um, there you go, Matthew Warren has just asked that. What about yeah. him? He's uh... he's um, he's got a lot of skill, um, but he is incredibly laid back. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure he's a, a Nathan Jones player because he's not. He's not hammering all over the field, trying to make things happen, which is which is the sort of player that Nathan Jones seems to like. So I'm not surprised Joe Rebo has kind of gone down the pecking order a little bit, but I fully expect him to play on on Saturday. And he's he's probably the best, apart from Warprouse, he's probably the best finisher we've got at the club. But it's just whether he can. Um, shake off his uh, the lethargy he seems to have to actually get himself in the in the right position but the, the ability's there it's just a case of whether he can uh, whether he can shake himself up to do it mm. right, we've got a question now it's not just for you actually it's for everybody on the podders uh, apparently we've played each other six times in FA Cup and we want your best guess as to what the stats are on how many you've won against how many we've won. We've given you a little bit of a clue, haven't we, with a couple of them already? Well, I remember the last one. That was when you were Premier League and we were League One. And we won 2-0 at St Mary's. I remember that one. Um, You had Holloway in charge and you had a right whinge afterwards. No, (laughs) we had a Holloway never. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we obviously won in 76 or the, the run in 76. We we won that one. So I'll say I'll say we've won four and lost two. Bang on the money. Well done. Really? Well done really? that, man. Yeah. Round of applause for that. Yeah. yeah. 4-2. So it's going to be 5-2 or 4-3. It's kind of a six-pointer for us in terms <laughs> of what <laughs> well, we said, Going back, we, that's exactly what we did in 2000. Uh, uh, 11, beginning of 2011, wasn't it? Let's move on to that Holloway one, went down there and played a whole second team. It does. We took, I think we took a few fans down. Everybody was really cheesed off that we didn't take it yeah. seriously. And, um, you know, it's um, Holloway just had this attitude about FA Cup that we just weren't even bothered about it, which I, you, I always want us to have a run. Yeah, did you stay up at the end of that season? No. No. So we went down with the they, highest number of points. Yeah. For any team that's been relegated since, I think. 39 points went down. 39 points we got. Oh, we'd kill to get to 39 this year, I tell you. Well, and every, other, every other year since, 39's kept you up. <laughs> it's typical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's typical Blackpool. <laughs> so we had that game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. We had um, we had a Brazilian guy. Gouli. Gouli de Prado who scored a really good goal in that game. But... Uh, but yeah, I do remember. I do remember going to that game, and um, we'd had a bit of we'd had a bit of back and forth with Holloway um, 
either yeah uh, prior to that I think with one of his previous clubs so there was you know we didn't really like him much so to hear him get all um, bitter and twisted about us I think it was Premier League you're having a laugh he, he wasn't very happy about that at all but as you say he put out what amounted to a reserve team that day so you know he's, he's taken a gamble and he's lost horribly and at least stick your hand up and just acknowledge that it's you know your your, your fault as yeah worked. his fault yeah i mean if you you know you probably had 2000 fans travel down for that and that's that's where it that's where it's not good and i think that's where that's that's what managers lose sight of sometimes you know it, it's okay to change three or four players but if you change all 11 then you're shortchanging the fans in my book we did. He did it next time we got to the FA Cup fifth round against Everton. He did away. It, yeah, Everton. Did it there. We've got to the fifth round and he did it. We got to the fifth yeah. round for against, the first time he did it since. Villa in the league. Yeah, he did it against Villa away in the Premier League. Um, Saving players for West Ham on West the back, thinking yeah. he could mm-hmm. win that one. We lost. Um, lost them. Lost them. Well, we didn't lose to West Ham. We drew, didn't we? But we lost to Villa lost as well. Yeah, lost to Everton. Yeah. And Villa were around lost a net on a mare at the time as well. Alfonso mm. scored, didn't he, against us? Mm. That's right. Yeah. Um, Glenn, you mentioned that previous game, obviously the FA Cup game. I just looked down the the list of players: uh, Jason Punch and Ricky Lambert and Brett Ormerod both represented both sides at one time oh, yeah. or another. Um, Brett Ormerod is yeah. a, a, a living legend up in Blackpool, and I believe yes. he's got a very well thought of in Southampton, particularly for that cup final. Was it a cup final goal he scored at the Millennium C- Cup semi semi final? Sorry, yeah. Millennium was yeah. Semi-final, so so yeah. So how how well regarded is Brett down in Southampton? Um, Brett was one of those players that was he he really came to the fore when Gordon Strachan was our manager, and he was never prolific at Premier League level, but he he got the the sort of best out of um, he was he was an ideal strike partner for James Beatty, who we had at the time, and and James Beatty would score sort of well Ormerod would make a right pest of himself and James Beatty would be there to smash the ball in the net so you know Brett was um, 100% effort all game I, I think he would probably admit that playing in the Premier League was probably a bit a bit too Stuck much too of a stretch far. for him mm-hmm. but he he worked incredibly hard and and as a result he was he was well thought of and I think we're quite we're quite a, a fair bunch I think as long as you give 100% effort if we get beat, we get beat. We, you know, we've we've always been the sort of side that when we've been in the top league, we, we've always lost plenty of games. I think people can handle that. It's when um, it's uh, don't be a big time Charlie, basically, and Brett certainly wasn't that. He was a he was a good lad and well thought of, and uh, I think he's still well thought of now by um, by people who can remember his time there. I can say that James Beatty isn't particularly well thought of at Blackpool, by no. the way. Why is that then? <laughs> he joined us just uh, second half of the Premier League year and Holloway played him and uh, Andy Reid, who we brought in as well, and dropped all the old guard and we went on the most horrendously bad run. <laughs> both Did unfit, both out of shape. Us, no, both out of shape, yeah. both unfit. Both, yeah. both commanding a big wage. Yeah. Came in on mega so, money. Jason Punchin... Glenn. Now he was a yeah. funny. He was a funny one for you. He was oh, classed right. as a bit of a problem player, and we signed yeah. him on loan, which is bizarre because you were League One at the time. We'd signed. We're in the Premier League. We signed Jason Punch from League One. He was brilliant for us. He did really well. He was. Yeah, he he was a strange player because we we signed him from MK Dons, I think, and he played for us in League One, and 
we had a youngster came through who you've all heard of, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who was 16 at the time and he took Punchin's place in the team. So Punchin's toys went right out the pram and, and we loaned him out. And in the time he was loaned out, we ended up in the Premier League and he, and he came back and everyone thought, what, what on earth is this guy back for? And, and he actually did pretty well. You know, he, he managed to get himself in the team and he, he did pretty well. But he's, he's most famous at Saints for, in Mauricio Pochettino's first ever game, he had to nip off for a dump halfway through the second half. Now, I don't know if you rem- remember that footage. He just, he just disappeared from the pitch and no one knew what it was. And when you've um, got to go, you've got to go. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. Or yeah, do it, Gary Lineker. And it was, yeah. yeah he shut himself on the pitch, didn't he, <laughs> yeah, Gary? And, and, but, but when he came back on, the, the sort of, obviously word got out. Someone had obviously said something off the bench because within about five minutes, it was like, he shits where he wants. Uh, you know, so there was a bizarre incident. And I, I yeah, most, most people, when they, most Saints fans, when they think of Jason Punchin, will, will think about that. <laughs> but he did score some. He did score some good goals for us, and he, um, yeah, he, he, he know, played. He, he played. Did not play for us in the fifth round at Everton. He scored him. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I loved. That. I was really gutted when we didn't sign him. To be honest, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. yeah, it was an exciting player, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, a couple more yeah. questions, Glenn. Before uh, we wrap this up, uh, Matt LaCovid. I've entitled this. Oh my word! <laughs> so Matt Latissia, we know he's yes, Southampton's most famous son. God, I believe he's called the God. Yes, yeah. um, he's just gone a bit mental recently, hasn't he? Has that kind of uh, <laughs> solid his uh, godlike status a bit at, at St Mary's? At St Mary's, I think it probably has because he um, he was an ambassador, you know, working for the club in, a, in an ambassadorial capacity, and. Um, I think he politely got asked to leave. He made, he made some, well, you, you know, you all know the stories. He, he put some crazy tweets out about various conspiracy theories. And, and one of them was, was about Anne Frank of all things. And um, I think that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back really. And everyone just went, nah, that's enough of that. So he got, so he moved on from being a club ambassador. Um, and it's quite, it's quite difficult for, he, he's exactly the same age as me. And so I watched his entire career. Mm. And so, and I've, I've met him four or five times, various, various different things. Most recently played cricket against him about two, three years ago. And every time I've met him, he's been nothing but absolutely top bloke, happy to talk about football, happy to give time to anybody. You know, we were taking the mick playing cricket all the time and, and he was, he was great. But, um, and he, he's still doing it. He's he's still doubling down on these, um, you know, this this conspiracy stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it's a shame. But I think most Saints fans kind of try and um, um, sort of separate the uh, the lunacy from what he was as a player. And uh, I think it's it's, uh, it's taking a leaf out of, day, of our, uh, the Eichmann's book. Is he? Uh, was it? Was it David Ike? Yeah, David yeah. I don't think it's as bad as him, Tim. I don't think he's yeah, going not, as bad. Not quite as bad as that. He hasn't, he hasn't set up his own religion yet, or whatever it was. <laughs> David Ike did, but uh, but yeah, some yeah for a while. I think I think now people have kind of got used to it, and they if they don't want to pay attention, they just ignore it. I think for a while it was a case of you know every time he 
put something on Twitter, you were like, oh my word, what's he, do- what's he said now? And uh, sometimes it's a relief when he actually talks about football. Like you put a tweet what out. A player, about- Larry Ryan. What a player. He was a great player. Oh, he's an unbelievable player. And that's the... He didn't um, play enough for England, did he? No. I went went to a game, um, you were playing, um, this is um, when Blackburn, the year Blackburn won the league, uh, Blackpool was struggling at the time. So our firm ended up doing some sponsorship at at Blackburn before I bought the business, you know, got involved and bought the business. So I went along to a few games. I wanted to get to take some clients. One of the games I went to was you playing uh, Blackburn and he was shearing Sutton up front. And you had Letizia, and Letizia scored the goal of the season and the runner-up in the goal of the season in that match. And you lost 3-2. Yeah. Shearer yeah. got at trick. And it was it's one of the, the best ever Premier League games I've ever watched. It was yeah. absolute and, quality. And though that was around 1994. So for, for two or three seasons, around sort of 93, 94, 95, he was absolutely unbelievable. Um, and how... Terry Venables and then Glenn Hoddle couldn't sort of find a place for him regularly in the England side is, is, um, you know, it used to make me angry at the time, but you, you see the way the, you see the way football goes with, um, you know, the sort of <laughs> favoritism, if you like, towards the, the sort of mega clubs, the super league clubs, as I call them. Um, it, it's, it's not surprising it, it happened. And, um, I mean, he could have played for anybody, couldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Anybody, you know, yeah. United at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, whoever, I mean, Newcastle. He nearly, joined, teams. he nearly joined Spurs at one point, apparently. And, um, and Chelsea were always interested because, um, the guy who used to own them, Matthew Harding was a huge fan. Mm. So, uh, but, but he never did. And if you, if you listen to him, talking about his his career now he, he you know he has he has absolutely no regrets about about what he did he was he was happy but happy where he was and uh, and he achieved what he set out to achieve in the game which was to you know was just playing playing the top league and play for england now you know and um i think he, he's a he's a slightly contrary character as as has been proved by all the stuff he's been he's he's been putting on twitter now and so i have no reason to um to, to doubt what he says when he says he's happy with what he achieved in the game. I always thought Glenn Hoddle would have given him more of a um, a crack at the England yeah, job because uh, well, yeah. playing for England because they're very similar type of players, weren't they? Languid styles, more relaxed and yeah. heavily skilled, well, based on skill. Glenn Hoddle was, was interesting because, of course, he became science manager after... After the England thing yeah. and the Eileen Drury thing, Eileen Drury, yeah. So we we kind of we kind of resurrected Glenn Hoddle's career a little bit by giving him by giving him the job, and um, yeah. So uh, I bet Matt was delighted when uh, Glenn Hoddle turned up at uh, turned up at Saints, but uh, but when when Hoddle was the England manager, he had he still had Gascoigne. I know he left him out in '98, mm. and you know, could you get Gascoigne and Leticia in the same team? I think it's a shame they never tried. Um, that's the reason, wasn't it? At the end of the day, but he did, I mean, he did Hoddle play a bit in '96, didn't he? If I remember rightly, um, yeah, playing the in the Euro because I went to all those games. But it's no, he didn't, didn't play in the Euros. Did not at all. No, oh, yeah, didn't get didn't get picked for the Euros. Gazza, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Gaza, and it was it was Darren either, Anderson. It was really either going to be Letizia or Sheringham, and they went with Sheringham in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and by the time '98 came along, um, Paul Scholes had emerged, mm. and he was playing sort of as a, a number 10, if you like, in um, 
in 98. So, so, uh, yeah, so Matt missed the boat, but, uh, but there you go. If mm. he's, uh, if he's, if he's happy and he's not, not bitter about it, then, um, yeah, who are we to second guess really? I always remember on fantasy football league when he was on it and, uh, a Portsmouth fan in the, one of the fans just going, scummer. Scorma, Scorma, Scorma. <laughs> just doing that for like about a minute non-stop. Matt Letizia is going, who's this guy? We should have had him on the bench to bring on for when we kept having all these uh, penalty shootouts that we kept losing. Because um, he uh, he could take a penalty, could Matt, couldn't he? Oh, he's, uh, yeah, he certainly could. Um, I think it was 49 out of 50. And the, the one he... Record. Wow. The, yeah. It, and I remember being in the ground when he missed the one. And it it, it was just like... I couldn't believe it. And I don't think he could believe it either because the rebound came straight back to him and he launched it over the bar. (laughs) You know, so. Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others then please consider joining our Patreon supporter group program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad free on the audio you'll also get access to our patreon supporters whatsapp group which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in so please do support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod let's get back to the content see you later but uh, no, he was an unbelievable penalty taker. And we've, we've been lucky with the penalty takers we've had over the years because James Beatty never missed. Ricky Lambert never missed. And um, yeah, War Prowse is better at free kicks than penalties. So uh, Ricky Lambert, ex-Blackpool <laughs> as well. That's one that we let yeah. go. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to um, match predictions just before we let you head off, Glenn. So uh, Glenn, as you are the uh, the guest, okay. give, us, give, us your, give us your match prediction. Um, I think it'll be quite close um, because we're not capable of scoring lots of goals against anybody. So I, I do think it will be quite close. Um, I will say a narrow 2-1 win for Saints. Let's go around the room. Pete? I think uh, it's going to be one all and a replay, sadly, uh, back at Bloomfield Road. Who's going to win the replay? Oh, I don't know that. You've got to go full yeah. circle. I think if we get them at home, we'll... They'll definitely uh, play kids then. Penalty. They'll definitely we'll play kids. We'll lose on penalties. Tim. Well, I'm travelling, as, as I said before, I'm travelling all the way down there, so we're definitely going to lose. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, go, I'm going 3-1 more confidently. I think you'll actually, you'll bring some kids in and you'll score goals. I'm with Pete. Actually, I think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be one all. Big mix first game, though. Let's not forget that. We've got that big unit at centre half. Uh, what do uh, good, aren't we? What, so, what did you make? I know it was Michael Appleton before. He was a former Portsmouth manager. 
Um, so what did you make of the, was it the right thing for Appleton to go? Happy with McCarthy coming in? Yes and yes, I think. We'll make we'll see how it goes with McCarthy, but definitely happy Appleton went in the end, but there's reasons and stuff that he went, so... Yeah. I, think, I think we'd kept it, would have gone down with Appleton with, without, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Um, obviously, we, our first game under Mick got postponed, which we're going to yeah. go on to talk yeah, about later. Um, so we've not, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he plays it. I mean, we've spoken about it being a free hit on Saturday, and that he can, he can maybe you know try and work on on what how he wants to play. We've got some incredibly important games coming up in Feb, um, but it's an opportunity for him to have a good look at everybody and. Yeah, and uh, and try and bed in some of it because we've got quite a few new players and it's a chance to bed them in. But we do need game time because we last week being called off. We need to get the you know we brought Bowler in and we need to get him up and running. We need to get him match fit. We need to get Rogers match fit. And we and, he, and we've got some new players, so I, I think Mick will go for it. To be fair, and you know I'm, I, yeah. there is a bit of reverse psychology in my score prediction. Um, but um, if I if I predict us to win, we will definitely lose. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to. It. I wouldn't be going if I, if I didn't think we had a chance, yeah. and I and I didn't think that it was it was going to be worthwhile. So, um, I'm. Uh, I think it'll be a good game. Hopefully, it'll be it'll be one that's worth you know paying you fifteen quid for because uh, yeah, price is right. Just um, let's make it an entertaining game. Whatever happens. So we've got a few comments coming in. Uh, Dennis Stoichkoff, one all. Matthew Warrender, 3 1 Splatpool. A uh, view from the wing, 2 2. Any more before we go? Right, I think that was the comments. Okay, Glenn, we move on to um, a very Blackpool specific section of the show next. So we'll, worries, mate. We'll, um, we'll let you go and just say uh, thanks ever so much for, for coming on. Give us your insight into Southampton and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Apart yeah. from yesterday, apart from tomorrow, sorry. Apart from yesterday. Tomorrow, we have one, Wayne, one. right? I'm going this mad. going out live, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's that COVID jab I've had since interfering no, with no, me. Some of you guys have a, have a safe trip down, Tim. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hope it all uh, hope it all goes well for you the rest of the season yeah. in the league. Thanks a lot. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Cheers, Glenn. See you later, mate. Bye. Let's change <laughs> view. And move on now to our where is it? Our starting eleven. So we're going to pick our team that's going to take on Southampton now. Formation, formation. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Not far. I don't think we're going to play five at the back. What do we want to play then? <clears throat> what do we think's best? We've got the players to play five at the back, but where does it leave? It's a real difficult one, this. This is the big problem for me. That we've had Appleton, he didn't have the players, then we get he gets the players for for four three three, and then we get rid of Appleton and we've got a bloke who doesn't tend to play four three three. But he has done. So, he has, has he? He has. A, I think he said. I think um, he's played it at Wolves. I think. Oh, has he? I think. I mean, he's not. He's no idiot, is he? He's gonna. He's gonna see the team, and he'll pick the team around the players. I think he's got to. Someone help us out in the I comments. What, what do we think? Formation. I, I have no idea. I think. The, I think. I think David Jenkins four two three one has 
Um, yeah. I, I wonder. I almost wonder whether he'll try the four three three on side to see how it works before deciding whether to adopt a more uh, give give the midfield more protection or the defence more protection. I should say four four two. David Wally says with Big Mick. Maybe keep it simple. Four four two first game. It's an option, isn't it? It's, do you know what? It's a. Re- it's usually dead easy, this, isn't it? But this is really yeah. good. Until we know what he's done, you know, who I knows? Think, I think we should go 4-4-2. Just keep it simple, maybe, for the first game. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. Keeper. Goalkeeper. Grimmy. Got to be Grimmy. 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 But it won't be. It'll be Maxwell. We're having Grimmy, we're having Grimmy though. We're yeah. having Grimmy. Right back. Picks itself, uh, doesn't it? Lions, I think. Pete? Again, I think he'll go Connolly, but I want Lions in. Remember, this is our team. Lions gets my vote. Left back, Tim. Uh, Hobby. Yep, Hobby. Agreed. Centre-halves. I have inserted our new signing. Yeah, I think good. he'll start. I think he'll start definitely. Yeah, I want him. To, I want to see him anyway. So, do you want him in, yeah. Pete? Yeah, definitely. Is he got any many is, options? Are we? No, is he left that? or right sides? Anyone know? Right, I think. I'm just stick him on the right because yeah. we've got Thornley yeah, on the Thornley, left. Thornley, aren't we? Thornley on the left. Yeah. Picks itself, doesn't it? That doesn't unless look... you put Conley in there. But okay. Defence done. Midfield. Now there's going to be some arguments. Mm. <laughs> Viewers, let us know who you want in midfield. Tim, you get the ball rolling. Is Sir uh, Kenneth of Dougal reinstated? Oh, no, he can't be. Uh, I, I do think we should start. Uh, We've got Patino uh, Carey, Dougal Bowler, Fiorini injured, Stewart injured, Ward's gone, Bridcut's injured. Got Tribal as well, haven't we? Is he saying? Where's Tribal? Well, he's classed as a defender. All oh, right, okay. I think you might play him. Who do you he's want to fit. play, Tim? Who uh, do you want I, to play? Keep telling you, it's our yeah, team. I don't know. Well, I, I think uh, I think Sir Kenneth needs to come back in. I think Tim's on drugs, so I'd go tribal. <laughs> I want to see tribal. I just want to see what he's, he's like. Fit. I just want to see if what he's, he's not, like. Then, then, it's got to be. You've got to have a defensive midfielder in there. When are you going to pick this tribal? How is he going to get match fit if you don't pick him? Pick him. Yeah. He's he did. I mean, he's had development games and that. He could have played him, couldn't he? Mm. Well, tribal gets my vote and he gets Pete's so overruled. Tim, and I'm afraid. Well, unless Kenny gets the other one. Oh, okay. Right. Wow. What are our options in there then? My well, Carey, Dougal, Patino, Connolly. Connolly, yeah. Yeah. Pervader. Is Pervader fit, do we know? I think so. Um, from what I well, think yeah, so. He said he was playing brilliantly, didn't he, in yeah. the training? From what? Oh right. I oh, know this is really difficult now. Patino would work well. Uh, Rob's just said that. See if you're gonna so play, if you're gonna if you're gonna see really if you if you're gonna play um Pervader, really you want the three and the three, don't you? Exactly. You want four two three one, don't you? You do. Should we change it? 
or, or, or just no, because no, 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 I think I think Medina and Yates is a really good shout up top. If mm. Well, it, 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 would, it, would, it might be with Pervader behind them, but with them exactly. three, but then three midfield, which would give a place for Kenny, of course, <laughs> or Patino or Carey. Yeah, well, and, and or one of the other, unless it, but I think he'll play bowler. To be fair. Well, Paula's going to be on the wing, isn't it? On you know, in a four-four-two like this, he's going to be on the wing. Let's drop Bowler in then, shall we? Because we know we're having Bowler in there, aren't we? On the right, we've got Rogers as well. Don't forget. I know. Yeah, he had a good game, didn't he? So we've got a fantastic four-three-three squad, haven't we? Where's Bowler in my list? Where the fuck is he? Is there Bowler? Who are we putting on the right? Rogers. Well, I'd put Bowler on the right. Would you? I'd put Bowler on the right. Okay. Who are we putting on the left? Oh, Pervader on the left. Pervader or Rogers? I'd stick Rogers. Tim? Rogers looks a bit of a unit. Play, I don't think he's going to play Bowler, Rogers, and Pervader. No, I don't think he is. So? And if, he, and, if, and if he's saying Pervader's <laughs> doing so well in training, then he's going to pick him, isn't he? Pervader on the left, then. Or unless you play... Uh, so you need you need two defensive midfielders if you're going to play him in the 10 role. You do, yeah. Well, he's not in the 10 role, is he? Not in this 10. Nobody could or be at in least, the 10 role. Or at least, at least a defensive midfielder on someone like Patino. Well, we've got Tribal, haven't we? Patino, yeah. then. Patino in with Tribal. I don't see him playing Patino. I don't oh, know. God, Tim! Sure. It's, yeah, but it's our team! I keep telling you. Get the concept. I'm, and I'm also trying to keep it real in the... In the I, want to, I want to think what Mick's going to do and what will be the he's best team. Play, he's going to play... Uh, well, we've got Pervader in there. Pervader was a bit shit out wide. MB's right. Uh, I mean, with those with those two wide players and two up front, you could potentially play Kenny there. Yeah, you? yeah. There's a case for that. Yeah, because he's he's better going forward than he is defensively anyway, in my opinion. Yeah. Shout for um, Rogers on the left then. See, I think he'd be unlucky to get dropped, wouldn't he? But I, I do think I think he's going to go for a solid centre midfield pairing, personally. Dougal then. Right, left. Who are we putting on this left side? Rogers or Pervader? The other option is going to play. He might might decide to play Pervader off off Medine or or off Yates, might he? Yeah. I'd like to to see Jerry and and Pervader up front, to be honest. Plenty of bloody bloody movement there, wouldn't there? It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? But I can't see him not picking Medine, can you? Uh, I would I would actually prefer to see Rogers on the left, Pavida playing slightly. Behind. Right, we're gonna have to change formation then, aren't we? Formation's changing. Yeah, four, two, three, one. That's better. With tri- I think that yeah. I think that Pavida and Kenny. Pavida and Kenny. What? Sorry, what? Uh, Tribal and Kenny. Tribal and Kenny. Yeah. Bowler on the right. 
Rogers on the left, Pavida in the yeah, middle. That's it. Right. Yeah. And then and then I think you that I mean that that would be a really exciting team to watch, to be fair. Uh, and then and then you'd have to make your decision about Medina. Oh, look at look at that three. Look at that. With um Pavida in there. That's pretty exciting, isn't it? Look at that. Oh, it looks like got me going forward now. Yes. I'm almost through the screen. Medine's dropped. Medine's I, dropped. And I'd play Jerry Mitch, up front. Matt, are you watching? Yeah. Oh, everybody, look at this. It's a thing of beauty. Oh, I'd, I'd love to watch oh, that oh. team play. I'm getting that out onto Twitter now. I would now. as well. But I, I, I've got a feeling that Maxwell, Connolly and Medine will all be in that team. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Oh, Matt's listening. Matt's there, look. You said you're all dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to put this out on Twitter. Would you put Medine on the bench, though? Sorry? Would you put Medine on the bench? All oh, right, just checking. Right, I'm just putting this on Twitter. You've got five subs to come on. <laughs> I'm just putting this on Twitter now. the oranges on at half-time, can he? <laughs> Gary, if you're watching, I don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> mm, good point to be honest, Mandy, that's yeah. a really good position to be in though isn't it and listen you could, he, he, he may say you know he may say it's Medine up front if you're doing that and to be fair Pavida and Medine have worked quite well together haven't they when Pavida pushes up but yeah. um, that's what I, that's the that, that's the one that that's what I'd go with yeah me too plenty of fluid forward play You'd pay to go and watch that team. Grimshaw, Husband, Thornley, Good, Lyons, Dougal, Tribal, Rogers, Pervader in the 10, Bowler on the right, Rogers on the left, and Jerry, the number nine, playing in a 4 2 3 1. Lovely I mean, even, even because I'm not a massive Kenny fan, I'd, I'd be just as happy to see Patino or Carey there, but I think you've got to have a, some defensive cover with that front th- four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Okay, what else have we got to cover before we head off? Uh, Huddersfield, Big Mix first game. Huddersfield postponing. Any shenanigans with that? What do we think? Um, the, it, there wasn't much frosted poles and they filed. Um, come ten or eleven o'clock in the morning, was there? Well, yeah, there was. I went on the frost down here, and was. it was horrific. It was horrific. So if it was, if it wasn't that frosty, then you know, even whatever I said on the board on the AVFTT, which was sort of standing up for the decision, then you know, it does smack of a. Oh, you were getting all horticultural, weren't you? And um, I was, yeah, talking yeah. about permafrost. Yeah, I don't get a chance, him, you know. I never get a chance to go on there. And then, you know, and then somebody said, oh, well, it's actually, it was only about minus one last night. And I thought, well, that's not going to do it. It was frozen, Tim. The, the ground was frozen. All our kids' games were off. It was rock hard. Cotton Hall was oh, well. like an ice rink. Yeah, but it then. did thaw. It did thaw at about one to two. And you'd like to think with the heat is on, but... There's a lot of dark, a lot of shaded areas there that never get any yeah, sun. Yeah, that's they? true. Yeah. But they've got, they've got, They've got covers, and they, and I don't, I don't know what they still have, but we used to have heaters that you could blow underneath as well. So I don't know. I, I don't listen. I, I think it <coughs> it suited us. Mick had only just come in, 
it suited us for it not to be on. Now, I'm not saying there's shenanigans, but I don't think we probably did all that we could to get the game on. And I understand that. It's a, it's a massive, massive game. And um, he'd only come in on the Friday. He wasn't going to actually pick the team, was he? No. So uh, I'm, I'm, I think it was the right. If we had any influence and we used that influence to make sure it didn't happen, then that's sensible. It's a bit frustrating on Saturday morning. It was an early call. It was an early call, though, wasn't it? It wasn't like the Peterborough game, which was like done an hour before kickoff. At least it was an early call off eleven. Yeah, well, it is, but it is. But if people are travelling up from down south and whatever, and they're all, you know, not not that he gets a nosebleed when he comes north of the Watford Gap, but um, Pete, there is, you know, if he was travelling up, he would be setting off a lot earlier than eleven o'clock in the morning. An old yeah, uh, old Poulton oh, bus, old Poulton bus came back from uh, Malaga, uh, especially for, for the game. The, for the game, yeah. So, uh, so there is lots of implications uh, in but relation to as Chris uh, Heaney's just as Chris, Chris Heaney's just said. A referee calls it off, not the club. He's right. Yeah, no, but what, I'm, cool. what I'm saying is, if, you, if listen, I don't want to go too far because I'm not saying we've done. Any, there's been any shenanigans, but if you don't want a game on then you may not do things that you might otherwise try and do before the ref turns up. So, for instance, you know, I mean, we had covers on. You know, it's not not like at Cotton Hall where there's no covers and therefore it's going to be frozen. If you've got covers on, they're meant to protect it. Is it to minus four? Well, it didn't go below minus four. You You know, is the heaters you could have put on? But if you don't really, if you don't really want, all I'm saying is, if you don't really want the game on anyway, you aren't going to go that extra mile mm. to try and make it happen, are you? Um, mm. And I think it's, I think if we, you know, if 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 what we did or didn't do influenced the decision anyway, then it's in the long term it's probably good. But everybody was really well up for it, weren't they, mm. on Saturday? You know, I know it was going to be a a very good crowd, and now we're playing on a Tuesday night. And our record on on night games is is cack. Mm. Um, so we'll never know, yeah. will we? Now, no, we don't. We don't. You know, we could have. If we'd have lost, it would have been a really. It would have been a right downer, wouldn't it? And and what if there was? You know, you only need fifteen percent or ten percent of the pitch to be absolutely rock hard. And you know, it's not with. A, you know, I don't. No disrespect to kids' football. It's not like loads of kids playing football. It's you know, multi-million pound players. And if they go down and get a you know season-ending injury just because of that bit of ground, you know, imagine if Josh went down and it seems to be that southwest corner where the sun never hits it that causes the biggest yeah. problems. Salty just said in the comments, um, the issue is the south roof. It should have been made of purse backs so you can get the sun through. I wonder why it wasn't. <laughs> Think Answers on a postcard. And to fair, Nick, I've heard that before that it should have been, it should have been perspex. But then again, it can't be that expensive to change that, can it? You know, I don't know. It probably is. Every other club, every other team in the championship that were at home that day had under soil heating. Mm. That's why their games were on. They lost loads of games off in the other league divisions. one, league two. Yeah, I know it's that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Big Mick's first press conference. Who's seen it? Yeah. Mirror opposite to Mona Michael Appleton's. Plenty of positivity. Gets you fired up. 
I've got to confess, I've not seen the one for this game yet. It's uh, right. on my radar, but... Goes on for um, too long to play it. It's, it's over five minutes, so better not. Uh, Williams back to Liverpool. This is good news. Um, one thing I remember reading on Twitter, I think the the Preston purge continues. The Nobber purge continues. <laughs> I don't well, mind it, to be honest with you. Do you think this is a case of being sent back or Liverpool have called him back, Pete? My, my Liverpool mate was saying he was called back. Yeah, I think he was called back. But we need if we're going to be taking on loans, they're talking about another loan player, aren't they? If we get another loan player, we've got to send some back. You know, Fiorini, is he, you know... I like, I like Mick's observations on it, though, did you? Which was um, when Williams is playing for Liverpool, um, the opposition only have 35% possession. And when he's playing for us, the opposition have fifty-five percent possession, and that's the reason he's gone back. Which <laughs> was like damp praise what? indeed, that isn't it? You know, is that obviously when we're under the cosh, he's not a player. You won't have you won't playing with you. You want in Mick will want as a defender himself, he'll he'll want people who's gonna roll the sleeves up and get stuck in. And I don't think to be fair, that's Reese's forte. Now, I will say... You know, well, though, I thought he was all right, and I, I think he got some unfair stick, really. Come on, so, come on, Pete, he was, he was shite. Right. Come on, don't give me he that. Got he, he got was. better. What I will say was, he, 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 he posted a very nice message about his time at Blackpool, which is more than can be said for certain people. And, uh, you know, I wish him luck, you know. Um, he's got to find his way there. I don't think he's good enough to play for Liverpool on a regular basis. No. Um, it, it was interesting, and I'll put it in the... Patriots chat that Preston fans are now moaning a bit about Woodburn. They're paying him 13 grand a week. Shots They're not. They are. They, they do, not, do you not see when, when they, the LEP put all the Premier League salaries out and Woodman, he's not the most, he's not on the most money. They, I think the biggest, their, their biggest players are on about 20 grand a week. Okay, no. But um, he's on 13 grand a week and, and Tom was saying he's shit. What were you like? I told you so. I don't I want to did, say. Oh, I, no. I don't want to say. I told you so. But I did warn you. I think was the expression <laughs> with a with a winky. <laughs> he was shite as well, wasn't he? He was. He was worse than that. He was awful. I think. I think um, all these um, all these Liverpool play all these Liverpool fans think these players that like my mate says. Oh, I can't believe that Williams isn't the start for you. We're bringing him back. I said he was. Down to about fifth choice with us. So I says, how's, how's even a choice for you? It's like fifth choice for us. And, um, but it's the same with Woodburn, you know, he's asking how, you know, is he doing well? Well, I like, you know, you know, I was quite a fan of his when he first came based on what I'd seen of him playing for Oxford. But I think he was the same at Oxford. He'll be the same at Preston. You get one, one half decent game out of him out of 10. And the rest of the time he's a passenger and, to be fair, Reese, I thought had some good games and he did get better, but I don't think he's good enough for us. If he's not good enough for us, he ain't definitely isn't good enough for Liverpool. <laughs> Elbow asks, have Preston fixed their roof yet? <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't even get up there and whack a bit of Acropole on it to fix it. I fixed my flat roof with that. Well, they can't. They, uh, they've, 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 they're falling out with Ridsdale at the moment, aren't they, all of them? Because... It's quite amusing. <laughs> Maybe they need to write another strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Risdale's been banning them all and denying he's been doing it, hasn't he? Allegedly. If you've done, if you've done your shed roof, can't you go and do the roof at Bloomfield Road, John? Well, it's not leaking, is it? Well, replace it with a... Well, I think, you know, I think an industrial um, football stadium roof replacement is a tad more advanced than me going up on a ladder with a can of Acropole and a brush. Oh, uh, yeah, You've always got a YouTube. From from small acorns. <laughs> Where's his sense of adventure? There's Peter, Peter Deirdre with a very sensible suggestion. Just put the, the undersoil eating in the corner where the problem is. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Why not? <laughs> I love that pragmatism. Love it. Right. Brilliant. Charlie Good. Tim, Charlie Good. Signed on loan from Brentford. A few, few uh, games for Sheffield United in the Premier League. Uh, very well thought of in Northampton. I know it's not a, a, a high bar. What was that thing you said? High watermark or something? Yeah. What was the, what was the saying? Maybe the high water, high watermark. But he looks but an absolute water- unit, doesn't he? Six foot five. Yeah. But the thing is, you know what the high watermark is? Like, obviously, when the river's that's the highest point, so it's the yeah. best. So, you know, the, um, I, yeah, I listened to his interview, his, his, his little... Sean, inter- Sean interviewed him. I don't know if you uh, noticed. It was Sean doing the yeah. interview again. And he said, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not really a, a footballer, uh, like a, a ball-playing centre-half. I'm an old, proper old-school centre-half. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Sean was grinding his teeth again. I was loving that. <laughs> loving it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, uh, yeah, Sh- Sh- Sean's uh, uh, nirvana of um, of the, all these uh, ticky-tappy uh, footballs <laughs> all over the pitch is, is going up in, in smoke, isn't it? In tangerine smoke <laughs> in front of his eyes. <laughs> We're going to be the hardest team in the league and, and um, bully our way to survival. <laughs> Not with the team we picked today. Well, no. <laughs> no, yeah. Sean will love that. He'll love that team, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah. See, Sean, we're not dinosaurs. We do We do like to Hopefully mix it up. Hopefully I'll have a word with Mick and say, these boys know what they're talking about. This is what you should be doing. Get them on the coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he sounds like a, a big unit. And, uh, Mick McCarthy likes him in his interview, so, so I think it's a good signing, isn't it? I think it, it's yeah. a pragmatic signing, isn't it? It's it's what we need. We've lost Ekpateta seemingly for probably in at least another five to six, seven weeks, whatever it's going to be. We think they said six to eight when he first had his injury. Um, and we probably have missed that commanding centre-half, you know, to what Jordan, Jordan goes about his work quietly and efficiently, but he's not, he's not somebody who's going to dominate the penalty area who's going to dominate the centre forward. He's just, you know, he's going to go about his job quietly and uh, that's fine. But I think we need a, we need a unit in there. We need a personality in there. We need a presence in there. And hopefully Charlie Good uh, is going to do the job. Yeah. Which is what we've been lacking since Keogh left. Yeah. As Elbow said, Charlie Good is 100% having a chat, uh, chant, chat, I think it means chant, the tune of Ebenezer Good by the shaman. Absolutely. He's a good, he's a good. Uh, right, finally, last 
Last bit of news before we head off. This is going to cause a bit of unrest amongst the fan base with the Report It app, which the club has been plugging. If you've not seen this, uh, it is an app that you download and basically allows you to grass up on a fellow fan if you don't know, if you don't like the way they're behaving in the stadium. Um, if you Ooh. if you see or hear something that concerns you related to another person's behaviour or suspected behaviour at Bloomfield Road, use the app to report it directly to the club's safeguarding and welfare staff. And at this bit, which I didn't like, you may also upload photos or videos or take live video through the app. <coughs> now, this doesn't sit well with me at all. So... If you don't like someone's behaviour, I mean that's all very subjective, isn't it? Uh, this one's this to be fair, I've been a bit busy at work this week, and this one has has passed me by up to now. But I, I find that I do. Ugh, I think that really I find that quite disturbing. To be honest, I think it's it, it's it's a license to for certain people, and we all know the type of people that we think I'm thinking about. Uh, to become a right role pain in the backside, so I think it could be a, it could be a bit of an OG that one. Personally, yeah, and I just I also don't like this Big Brother thing where people. I mean, the, no. the police CCTV is that good these days. So anybody who's like chucking pyrotechnics or or, or getting out of hand, the police pick up on them anyway. And I don't think we need Blackpool fans turning on Blackpool fans. Um. Who on earth thought this was a good idea at the club? I mean, it's very, it's, it's very divisive. Mm. No idea. It's horrible, isn't it? Grassing well, on your own it's fans. Really, what the? Really bad. You're going to have a word yourself, and you're not going to be on your own, are you? Mm. You know, you just say something if you're there. As Lee Goods just said, that's the North empty in a month. <laughs> 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 so, well, imagine you're at the game and some twats there filming you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, someone does that to you in the north. How, how do you think that's going to play out? Well, he's going to he's going to he's going to end up at, at, the, at the Vic having his bloody mobile phone extracted from a deep and dark place, isn't it? <laughs> what you've also got to bear in mind is, and, and you see this on all these YouTube things, don't you? You see. They get all these guys who who like try and entrap the police and um and and or or they hang around places and then start videoing and getting people's backs up. Um, video doesn't always have context, so you if you're going to video the bit you want to video, you're not necessarily showing the whole context of what's gone on and what might have led to the build up. So you you can get a very um, uh, distorted view as to what's happened. <laughs> Based upon taking a snippet out of um, out of context, and I, I, oh, I, I can't believe how bad an idea it is. Actually, the more I think about it, and I just think of certain people who I could, you know, and I think, God, they're going to misuse that mushroom revenge. I love that, and that one that's on there now as well. Something that the Oysters would have done. It is both of those. Exactly that. That's yeah. a backward step. Massive, massive own goal. That. I'm not aware of any other clubs doing stuff like that, but presumably they, I can't. They've got must have got the idea from somewhere. 
Who who on earth thought this would be a good idea? Yeah, I, I, it's obviously the, the more you think about it, the worse it gets. I think we need answers to. Are we going to have people who's, video, who's signed, video and who's because the, you stood up? Who the fuck has signed off on this? Are you going to have people saying because you're swearing in the ground? Well, exactly, or, yeah. Yeah. Or. Okay. Um, There's only about four people in there. You know, God forbid somebody's had a sneaky fag that they shouldn't have had, or vaping, you're not allowed to vape, yeah. are you? Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody, somebody um, calls you for vaping and get, tries to get you banned from the ground. Club, they need to look at this and. Can it? In my the opinion. bloody stewards and police police it. You don't need exactly. You know, if it's something else, if it's something horrendous, something really horrendous, then you know it will self police itself anyway. But that that's just bullshit. Yeah. Just looking through these comments now. Pretty funny. George George Oyston has already downloaded it. He's reported ten thousand already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah it's double standards they want to go on about the special atmosphere and then introduce this yeah that's a great point Lee I think we need to bring this up the SLO right uh, so yeah that's it for the show Um, anything else gents just before we we head off we're going to sign five in the morning if you change your mind John five in the morning well if there's a If there's another widespread frost across the Fylde coast, um, I may very well join you. I think it's positively balmy, isn't it, on Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no wind. Yeah, yeah, are we going to sign anyone in the five days? We need, what do we need? Extra. We need another, what do we need? Do we need another centre-half? We've got so many loans, we're going to need a completely, we're going to need about 20 players come August. And Brannigan, Brannigan's looking to move now, isn't he? So maybe we can back in for him again. <laughs> I wonder if his fish pond. I wonder if his fish pond froze over. Maybe that's why he wants to leave. Yeah. Maybe he wants a heating system for his fish pond as a part of his next contract. We're not really the club to ask for for that kind of thing, are we? Um. Right. I think we'll we'll call it a day. There, uh, Ray Gregson, thanks. Great pod to you at Southampton. Yeah, I think you'll probably see Tim there, Ray. Tim. Probably not me. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm in Norfolk. How are you? Yeah. I thought you might go, Peaks. It's quite near to you, isn't it? I would have done, I would have done, but I've, I've, I've had this book for ages, so oh, well. me, the dogs, and the missus for a week. Oh, well, right, usual YouTube gubbins. Do like and subscribe to the video if you've liked it. The notification bell. All right, to be said, is thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading. And up the pool. Here we come, fifth round. Go the pool. Just before you head off. Oh, you've just enjoyed what you've listened to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does. And also, you'll be saying thanks 
these uh, brilliant podcasts and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. Price of a pint per month and you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group which is a good laugh we've got a nice community going on in there and you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen so yeah please do consider signing up and supporting us that url again patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod and if you don't sign up you're a big fight bro see you later thanks for listening Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.